Welcome to the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. This is Jackie Henderson. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in somatic and holistic practices. Here on this podcast, we normalize talking about mental health issues. We have real talk, real discussion on everything from depression, anxiety, overwhelm, and trauma. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we are talking about social awkwardness. This is an important topic because there are many people in our community, in our country, in our world who are very socially awkward. And us as humans need to be more understanding and compassionate of these socially awkward people because sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes they're awkward because of mental illness. Sometimes they're awkward because of trauma and abuse. Sometimes they seem awkward, but it's their cultural training and not yours, and we don't understand it. So I want to share with you some reasons that people are socially awkward, some behaviors of socially awkward people, and some things to do to help be more compassionate toward them, and for those who are socially awkward, some tips to help you break free of it. Where does this socially awkward behavior stem from? For some people, it is a result of being bullied and teased, abused, rejected, and humiliated as children, and it becomes into our adult life. We just really feel uncomfortable and anxious in social situations because we've been taught and drilled into our brains that we are less than other people. So some behavior as a result of that bullying and rejection and abuse leads to feeling insecure and awkward. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. Another reason why some people may be socially awkward is because of trauma and abuse in their lives and it doesn't have to be childhood some people are awkward in life presently as adults because they may be getting abused at home they may be witnessing abuse at home they may have situations that are so intense that they can't share that they separate themselves from others and they don't engage in conversation so abuse and trauma could be some causes for social awkwardness Another reason some people are socially awkward is because of mental illness. Uh, People who are on the spectrum, autistic spectrum, often come across as socially awkward. They don't always read social cues. They are very uh, fixated on things and the conversation is very black and white and there's no gray, there's no warmth with some people who have autism. And again, I want to make sure you understand that this is for some people, it's not a blanket statement for all people that are socially awkward. But some people are autistic and autism stops them from being able to engage comfortably like a person who is neurotypical, an atypical person is not going to be as socially engaging. They're going to be awkward. They're not going to be able to read the cues. They may be very dry. Their responses may not be very warm. And it's not because they're trying to be rude. This is just how their brain works. So to understand that will give you some compassion to know that you're not going to get the response or reciprocity that you long for from someone who is on the spectrum. Another 
syndrome, another reason some people have this social awkwardness is uh, personality disorder. People with personality disorder tend to be very abrupt. They tend to not be warm. They don't always read social cues either. And even if they do, they turn it on to themselves and become very self-absorbed and the world revolves around them. So even if you share something warm and happy, a person with personality disorder may not be able to compute that. They can't relate to that and they can't reciprocate your joy because their brain chemistry doesn't allow them to feel that warmth and to reciprocate the same energy. Socially awkward people are called dissemic individuals. They don't interpret or receive expressions, social cues, and they don't express them. There are some people who are considered mismatched And a mismatched person is they might be warm and kind and thoughtful on the inside, but on the outside, they have a very blank appearance, a very blank expression. And so they might come across as unapproachable. They may come across as rude or standoffish, but really they're warm and loving inside. But because of their outer expression, people tend to stay away from them. And it's important to know that just because someone has an expression on the outside doesn't mean that they feel the same way on the inside. The only way you'll know is if you try to engage them. And if you try to engage them and they're warm and caring and thoughtful, then you know that they're mismatched. On the outside, they're blank, but on the inside, they're kind and warm. But you have to take a chance and engage them to see. Don't make a judgment on the outside when you haven't taken the time to learn what's on the inside. Another way expression is misinterpreted is, again, a mismatch, but someone that seems very happy and bubbly and kind on the outside, but they're cold and unfeeling on the inside. And again, the only way you're going to know someone's true inner being is to speak to them to get to know them so again you can't judge a book by its cover just because someone seems friendly and smiley doesn't mean their insides match their outsides so it's important to get to know people expressions may seem like they fit into social norms but that doesn't mean their personality does and these people also don't interpret social cues. So you may be smiling at them and they don't smile back and you think they're being rude. They just don't understand. It doesn't compute in their brain chemistry. And so sometimes you have to understand that people aren't always going to reciprocate emotion. And if someone's not reciprocating your emotion, your kindness, your thoughtfulness, your friendliness, it may be because they've suffered some sort of trauma in their lives or they have mental illness or they're on the spectrum and you have to be a little kind and step back and not take it personally. I think that's one of the most important parts of this is not taking things personally because not everything is about you and not everything is about their response to you. They may just be incapable of reciprocity. And once we learn that, we can be a little kinder and our expectations of people we don't know lessen a little bit because we know that everyone has something going on in their own lives. We cannot judge a book by its cover. 
Some people who are socially awkward are the over-talkers. These are people that never stop talking. And they may seem social. That might sound social to you. They're always talking, but they're talking so much that they're not engaging other people. They're not listening. They're not reciprocating emotion, energy, and conversation. They just talk because they're too uncomfortable in silence to not talk. This is a form of social awkwardness. They can't stop talking because the quiet makes them very anxious. And this is probably a result of past traumas, abuse, bullying, that sort of thing. So instead of having quiet time, they have to stay consistently talking, even to the point of rudeness. People who are shy, this is another social awkwardness. And these are the people who have low self-esteem, um, and they might even have a high self-esteem. They just don't like to engage in pe- with people. They stay to themselves and they stay quiet. So they're confident people. They're just more introverted. But a truly shy person who has a low self-esteem will keep themselves separate from other people. They don't feel like they match up to other people. They feel less than other people. So the shyness says that I'm down here and you're up there and we're going to stay separate. It really is a self-esteem issue. And again, this could come from childhood abuse. It could come from bullying. It could come from present day abuse. It could move you away from being social because you feel like you're separate. You have secrets. You have something to hide. You have to stay away. Um, It also could be a result of not having confidence built in you as a child like you're either were neglected or you had emotionally immature parents that didn't really develop your confidence as a child so as a result your adulthood you become very shy and standoffish and again it could be you got really hurt as a young person or even as an adult and you're in protection mode constantly So you stay shy and quiet so you don't get hurt. Another socially awkward person is someone that does not listen. Do you ever talk to someone and you can just see their brain going a mile a minute, like what they're they're thinking about what they're going to say next, and you know they're not listening to you? This is another form of social awkwardness. They can't relax. They they're anxious. They want to make sure they say everything that they want to say. Perhaps this person wasn't listened to as a child. Perhaps this person never got a chance to speak up. They were always hushed. And so instead of listening, they're trying to get their words out as much as they can. The social awkwardness part of this is there's no reciprocity in conversation. So they're not able to talk to you in a very healthy way because they can't stop and listen. They always are thinking about what to say next and what they want to say and making sure they get their words out and that they are heard even though they are not listening to you. People who have experienced extreme trauma in their lives This is fascinating, and I learned this in the polyvagal theory workshop I went to and deep trauma work I've done, is people who are extremely traumatized can't really listen to voices. 
especially when they're deep in the trauma. If the trauma is so overwhelming and they're in it, they don't always hear what people are saying. And it's not a choice. They're not choosing not to listen. Just their body goes into a protection mode and they can't hear voices because their brain is listening for danger. Their brain is looking for for predators, for someone that's going to hurt them. They can hear low bass sounds. They're listening very for low sounds that are coming up slow and quiet that may hurt them. So they're not able to engage with a person if they're deep in their trauma or if they've been in a trauma world for so long. Having real healthy interactions with people is very, very difficult because they are in protection mode all of the time. Another form of social awkwardness is people who are oversharers. Have you ever met this person who tells you everything about their lives? They tell you more than you want to know. The popular phrase is TMI, too much information. And if someone's an oversharer um, to the point where you really feel uncomfortable, like you don't know this person well enough and they're telling you things that are really personal, this person is probably very socially awkward. They aren't calm. They aren't relaxed in social situations, so they feel like if they share with you and keep sharing and go deeper, that maybe you'll like them, you'll become friends with them, you'll accept them. Uh, The quiet can't happen because it makes them really uncomfortable, so they just keep talking. They overshare. They almost feel like the only way they can create relationship is to tell people everything about them. But the sad part about that is that tends to take healthy people and push them away because healthy people know the difference between TMI and healthy sharing and when someone's an oversharer it makes you uncomfortable and it makes you not want to be with them it's a double-edged sword you're trying to share to get friends but the sharing is so extreme that you're losing potential friends So when is social awkwardness an extreme behavior? It's when it affects your relationships. If you're so socially awkward that you have no friends, this is something important to look at. If it is so extreme that it's affecting your ability to work and your ability to have a healthy lifestyle, then it's important to look at why you're socially awkward, how are you socially awkward, and get some professional help around it, some coaching. People who are on the spectrum, some people are never diagnosed on the spectrum. They're on such a low end of the spectrum, they're very highly functioning, and they're working and they're keeping jobs, but their relationships are not very strong because they don't have that social engagement that a person that's not on the spectrum has. Look at your relationships. Your relationships really tell a lot about how healthy you are as a human. And not to say people who are on the spectrum don't have healthy lives. They could live very healthy lives, but they have to learn their shortcomings and where their social awkwardness interferes with relationship. They can become aware of it. It might be difficult to change, but the awareness itself really helps, not only helps the person on the spectrum, but it helps the people that are interacting with them. If there's transparency and you know this person's on the spectrum, you can 
be more understanding of why they don't reciprocate emotion or read your social cues. Have you ever heard that the loudest person in the room is the most insecure person in the room? Again, being loud, being obnoxious, being the center of attention, needing everyone to hear you, you're the biggest party person, you're wild, you're, you're carefree, but you're loud and proud about it. These people are usually the most insecure people. They, and it's interesting because some insecure people run away from a crowd. They don't want to be seen. They do not want to be the center of attention. They want to stay on the outskirts. So some insecure people do the complete opposite of this. But some other insecure people go right to the forefront and stand loud and proud. And it comes across as confidence, but it really is forced. It's not natural. It feels uncomfortable. It feels like they're trying too hard. As humans, we have a very good sense of how when people are authentic. And when people are being inauthentic, it sits differently with our nervous system. We feel uncomfortable. We feel something strange, something's off. Trust your intuition when it comes to people because a lot of times what may seem as confidence is really a mask for a very insecure person. So what do we do when we run into these socially awkward people? We be kinder, we be nicer, we be more compassionate. We understand that not everybody reciprocates social cues. Not everyone understands that. Not everyone has the brain chemistry for that. So when someone does not reciprocate, you have two choices. You could see them as rude or you can not take it personally and say maybe they have something going on in their lives, maybe they've had a rough life and they're just not socially capable, maybe they're on the spectrum and they don't interpret social cues, Um, they don't reciprocate smiles, they don't reciprocate eye contact, maybe culturally they're very different than you. If you can be less judgmental and more compassionate, towards some people, your life will get easier. You won't be the judge and the jury of a person because they don't smile back at you or you speak to them and they don't speak to you. Some people just don't have the capacity. And then there's people who are just shy and people who are anxious and have social anxiety. And just be friendly. Be friendly and be kind and know that not everybody may have your level of confidence, but just try to be friendly. And even if they don't reciprocate it, that's okay. That is okay. I would say the big challenge is people with personality disorder because they really are cold. They don't have warmth and they may come across as friendly and they might have that mismatched look where they are bubbly or happy or approachable, but then when you speak with them, they're not so warm. You have to make a decision. Do you still be kind or do you set some boundaries? So I'm not saying that just because someone is socially awkward and has mental health issues or trauma history that you need to be their best friend. 
you can be compassionate and kind and understand that they have stuff going on and not take it personally. But there are some people that you just have to create boundaries around. If you are in relationship with someone and they don't reciprocate your kindness and your love, then that might be a boundary you need to set and that person may not be in your friend group much longer. You may want to set them free and just stay with people who do reciprocate social cues and reciprocity and friendship. If you are the socially awkward person, really take a good, honest look at yourself. If you're the over-talker, if you're the oversharer, if you're not listening in conversation, if you're super-duper shy, if you avoid going out to dinner and spending time with friends to a point where you don't have friendships anymore, if you can't read social cues, if you can't reciprocate friendship, really take a good honest look at yourself and and see where your weaknesses are. See where you're lacking in these in these skills, in these social skills and get some help, get some coaching, get some help around it. You do not have to live like this. You don't have to miss out on things because of your past trauma. You don't have to miss out on the joy of friendship and relationship because you had been bullied and ridiculed and humiliated as a child. Put the blame where it belongs. The blame belongs on those people that hurt you in the past. It doesn't belong on you now in the present. You want to release it so you can start living a happy, full life. Get your esteem up. Get your confidence up so then you're not so socially awkward. You want to do your trauma healing. You want to do that healing of those past hurts, letting go of anger, letting go of bullying, letting go of being ridiculed. That was awful that that happened to you, and I'm sorry that you had that experience. But if you're listening now, isn't it time to be healthier? Isn't it time to be happier? Isn't it time to be more social and have more fun with people? My encouragement to everyone is to be kinder to yourself and be kinder to others. If you run into someone before you automatically think of them as rude, just know that maybe all these things we talked about are going on in their lives. Maybe they do not have the capacity for reciprocity. And if that's true, be kind. You don't need to win somebody over. You don't have to try to get them to change. You don't have to get them to smile back at you. That will, may never happen with some people. And that's okay. Just let them be. Let them live. And you go about your business without judgment and without harshness. And if you are socially awkward... I encourage you to please get the help you need. You don't need to live like this anymore. If you keep talking to a point to a fault, if you keep oversharing, if you keep avoiding social situations, if you're too loud and you just always need the attention on you, if you're too quiet and don't want anyone to see you, these are all things that can be healed and fixed and And so you have the best life ever and you can become more socially engaged and really begin to live your best life. 
social awkwardness is a result of trauma. It is a aspect of autism. It's a aspect of personality disorder, but it also is a result of past hurts, trauma, bullying, and humiliation. It can be healed, and I encourage you to do the work. I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. Please share with friends, write a review, or if you'd like to support the show, please go to the episode's description section and click support the show. There you can buy me a coffee. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of You Are Not For Everyone. Please check out my website, safesoulcenter.org and missfitness.com. And you can purchase my book, You Are Not For Everyone, A Soulful Guide to Authentic Living on Amazon. Stay well, be happy, and live your best life.